is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a very special guest on the hotline. Investigative reporter for the Daily Signal. And sometime, I don't know, in the next 10 years, he's going to start a night show here at WIBC. <laughs> Tony Kennett joins us. The Tonus, how are you, my friend? I'm good, but the show started two weeks ago. I guess you haven't been listening. No, I haven't at all. I didn't know it was on the air. <laughs> it's not on the air yet. Okay, but I, I thought that'd be that thought that'd be fun to screw with you. It's coming as soon as corporate figures out the contract. All right, because it feels like we've been talking about this for a while, and uh, I'm looking forward to the night show. But let's get into uh, meat and potatoes here. Yesterday, an interesting day to say the least, at the House of Representatives, Kevin McCarthy out, and now we sit and we wait. What are your thoughts? Honestly, at this point, I think it's kind of a circus, uh, the, the whole thing. Uh, nothing is getting done anyway, so at least we're getting a show. Uh, there's rumors uh, that there are a couple contenders. Of course, of course, I've heard that some people think Donald Trump should be the next speaker. I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> Hell, so, the old man himself is not ruling it out. He spoke today, and he's not saying no. No. And honestly, he's like, I'll do what's ever best for the American people, which if you know Donald Trump is, I will drop everything right now to preside over the Biden impeachment trial. (laughs) And Jim Jordan has officially kind of thrown his uh, name into the mix here. So, again, we've got names. Nigel and I were talking earlier, Tony. I feel like Jim Jordan is the guy that could probably get this thing relatively quickly. I think so. And honestly, I think the only thing that prevented Jim Jordan from uh, being a viable contender last time is that he told everyone, quit voting for me. I don't want to be speaker. So now he wants to be speaker. He's to the majority of the country who I would say from the neocons in California and New York on that Republican side to the more Midwestern populist and traditional conservatives. They like Jim. I mean, he's a good choice for the the speaker. And I would honestly, I think that he would be the best thing to come out of this train wreck. Well, you mentioned the word circus yesterday. As soon as this all went down, it kind of felt like I used the word chaos yesterday. Then I woke up this morning and I had my cereal, put the kids to school, uh, got dressed, came to work, had lunch. And I'm like, you know, I'm still living. I'm still at work. Are we in a state of chaos right now? Honestly, I think it's more telling that I'm more interested in knowing what kind of cereal you had for breakfast <laughs> than what's going on at the Capitol. Fruit Loops. Oh, see, now that that's a good choice, yeah. unlike most of Congress's bills. See, there you go, a little joke for, uh, for the kids. Are you okay with Kevin McCarthy being ousted? Uh, I honestly didn't care. I know that that sounds like probably the most blasé. If he would have stayed, okay. I thought he's doing a better job than a lot of people were giving him credit for. Uh, Representative Sparks didn't think, though, so she was so angry that he had kicked the can on the National Debt Commission to next year when no one's going to be paying attention anyway uh, that she threatened to resign from Congress. And that's a little weird for a number of reasons, but I, I actually got a chance to speak with her yesterday. We talked for a while about it. I mean, I, I guess this is really big happenings for the people on Capitol Hill, but Nigel, you're right. For you and me, it doesn't really matter. I mean, again, it's just such a mess at this point. Nothing's really getting done. No one's really being served. It, it's it's like watching a frat party devolve into chaos. <laughs> All right, so let's go back to Victoria Sparts here for just a moment, because, again, you spoke with her. You've got the article up at the Daily Signal. She voted to move forward with kicking out McCarthy, but when it was time to vote to actually do it, she went the other direction. 
Uh, that's the question that I have, honestly, and I, I, I uh, am planning on kind of a follow-up reaching out, kind of waiting to see who gets the speaker first because I want to see what uh, she does regarding the speaker voting process. Uh, many have asked, you know, hey, if you're, you know, end of term next year anyway, you know, why threaten to resign if you're going to be out the door? She told me that, you know, she's already wasting time being away from her family. Uh, she she doesn't like basically that we're getting ready to go into 2024 and nothing is going to get done because all of the focus is going to be on, she said, fundraising and reelection, which is true. And I, I agree with her sentiment there. But I, I don't know. I would like to at least see her kind of raising a bit of hell and rabble rousing during that last year rather than just saying, you know what, screw it. It's not worth it. And coming home. Tony Kennett joining us of The Daily Signal. So let's go back to, I think you called it a circus earlier, and a lot of people have that same uh, feeling that it was chaotic, it was a circus yesterday, it's been chaos for 48 hours. But if, and again, this is a big if, but if Jim Jordan gets into the speaker's chair, and it happens relatively quickly, I feel like that's a big upgrade. I don't think that's chaotic at all. No, but of course, when you have chaos, you can get the worst out of a situation, which is that somehow the Democrats end up getting someone in, which is not off the table with how crazy things are. But you can also get the best thing out, which is I would have preferred to see Jim Jordan over McCarthy in the first place. That would be excellent. I mean, he would bring all of the issues to the forefront. He's been talking about it for months, from the national debt to the border situation to the Ukraine appropriations bills. Those are the kind of things he cares about. That's what the majority of the country cares about. And I don't think that he would be putting things off until the end of 2024, because that's what the California GOP says is wise. Where are we staying on Matt Gates, uh, representative out of Florida, that kind of pushed this whole thing through? I mean, one of the criticisms is that he uh, was angry at McCarthy for uh, getting Democrats to vote on this stopgap bill when he himself used Democrats to uh, vacate the, the Speaker of the House. Right. Honestly, I have a love-hate relationship with Matt Gates when it comes to looking at how he gets up and talks and his policies. He says a lot of great stuff. And then at other times, he just makes me cringe internally, and it's awkward, and it's embarrassing, and he's partnering with like, partnering with uh, MTG at times or uh, Groper Bobert out in Colorado. <laughs> and I, honestly, I, I, I want to like him at times because what he says is true. You know, we've been disobeying and basically violating U.S. budget law for most of our lives. That's very, very true. No one ever gets up in Congress and says that other than, you know, when whenever uh, – whenever the great senator from Kentucky gets up and makes one of his libertarian speeches. So that's excellent. You know, I'm, I'm thrilled to see him say that. But, yeah, there is a little bit of cringy, just partisan politic slapping each other like toddlers on the playground that I think he's the origin of a lot of. And it's not helpful. It, it honestly often embarrasses the party. So I'm, I'm very torn. Was the timing right here? Because that's been the big question that I've been thinking about over the last, you know, 18, 20 plus hours here. You know, this could have been done months ago before Hunter Biden was going to court, before there were, you know, impeachment questions and inquiries about the big guy, before a lot of these left leaning polls came out that shows people are giving the Democratic Party two double birds right now. It feels like this may have taken a lot of momentum away from the republicans with 2024 i don't know do you think the timing was right here honestly i think that at some point the republican party is going to 
has to refigure out what on earth it stands for because it, Ukraine showcased this quite perfectly. There's a very big divide in how the elitists on the coast, Republicans, and also some in Indianapolis, believe that Republicanism should be. And then you have some populists and traditional conservatives and even libertarians who think entirely differently. Honestly, as far as the timing into 2024, I don't really think that the majority of the country was feeling this momentum into impeachment and this momentum into passing bills and this momentum. Everyone has basically been saying, yeah, sure, the GOP says they're going to do something, but I'll bet balls to bones that they're going to do nothing as usual. So I don't really feel the, the country's momentum being shaken here. This is honestly just more of the same until Republicans actually drag Biden before Congress. I don't think anybody's going to care or have any faith that the GOP was going to do anything anyway. I think this was necessary. And so there's some hardcore guys. Like Rob Kendall was talking about this this morning, and I have a neighbor that says the same thing. I'm glad McCarthy's gone because there's no difference between the Republicans and the Democrats right now. It doesn't matter if it's McCarthy in there or Akeem Jeffries or Nancy Pelosi. So I disagree with that one. And the reason I disagree with that one is because it's very easy for for populists and for third party libertarians like Rob to get up in front of the country and go, they're both the same. It's a uniparty. No, it's not the same. It's not. A Democrat with corporate interests is different than a Republican with corporate interests. They can both be bad. They can both be something that I don't prefer without saying they're the same thing. And the reason I push back is because then you get people saying, well, it would be better if it was a Democrat. So then people would know how bad things really were. Like some people are saying about the Indies mayor race or the Indiana's gubernatorial race. And people seem to forget that when a Democrat is in power, the people they appoint are a lot worse than even the Republicans that we don't like are. And so I think you got to keep that in perspective. Okay, so I will clap back here just a little bit because sometimes these people are the same. To me, honestly, Governor Holcomb might as well be a Democrat. We've been talking all week long about this awful judge that he appointed that is going soft on crime at an alarming rate here in Marion County. So every once in a while... I think you find Republicans and Democrats who may be the same person who make the same bad decisions. All right. Coming up next, I want to get your opinion on the Noblesville school shooter. Happened a number of years ago, getting ready to be released. Tony, can you stick around and share your thoughts on that? Absolutely. All right. Tony Kennett's with us from the Daily Signal. More when we come back on the Hammer and Nigel show. Back on the Hammer and Nigel show, chatting with the Tonus, Tony Kennett of the Daily Signal. Uh, Tony, for those who don't know your background, we talk about it often, but maybe somebody's tuning in for the first time. You were a longtime educator in Indiana through the IPS schools. Uh, You started multiple websites talking about what's really happening with education, not only in Indiana, but around the country. And now you kind of do that as an investigative reporter with the Daily Signal. So I know education is close to your heart. I'm curious as to what you think about the Noblesville school shooter who is about to be released back to his parents, uh, the old ankle monitor trick, when it sounds like there still may be some issues with this person. So I have a, a very severe issue at any given time with the idea that just locking someone up and kind of giving them an extended timeout equals rehabilitation. We don't see that. Uh, honestly, there have been other methods 
um, in rehabilitation, especially when it comes to minors over the last several centuries that have been far more effective than saying, you're going to get a timeout, and then we're going to give you an ankle monitor. The guy doesn't sound repentant. He got in a fight with uh, others while he was on the inside of, of Juvie. And again, he basically wanted to commit a very serious school shooting and I really don't see any evidence that throwing him out there with an ankle monitor is going to do anything. We don't see that ankle monitors actively prevent crime. They don't actually make any market difference, especially in premeditated acts, uh, especially that are retaliatory. So, I mean, okay, this is the justice system in how it works. Um, Honestly, I think that when it comes to dealing in situations of educational prowess like that, he either should have been locked up a long time or we should have started with corporal punishment in the first place. Yeah, I just don't know what you do here because, you know, his time was up and they applied for several different residential holding facilities. They all denied him. And so you're saying you think he should just remain in jail? Well, I mean, we have to take a look at how serious the crime is. Either, you know, school shootings are a very serious crime that we're going to take exceptionally seriously. Either that's a capital crime or it's not. Or it's not. Really, I mean, he's already out. I mean, I, the Noblesville school lockdown happened while I was in the classroom at Knightstown. So that was like, what, 2017, 2018, around carb that day, time? Wasn't it? Yeah, it was a carb day here. I remember distinctively, Nige and I were on the air that day. Right. All of the area schools got locked down. Our school got locked down for a while as well, because all of them did in the greater like central Indiana area. And it's just that. That's not that long ago. And he's already back out. So we're not going to take the crime seriously. But then when the crime happens, we're all going to get up on TV and pretend it's serious. Yeah, that's not going to do anything. We've got about 30 seconds left here, Tonus. Tonight, I believe, is your first A Night with WIBC presented by Relay Indiana. You excited? I'm thrilled, man. We've got some great stuff coming, and I get to wrestle all you guys together as the moderator for the panel. Yeah, you're doing the uh, the big yeah. roundtable discussion. You're the moderator, man. We're looking forward to it. All right, we'll see you uh, over at the Historical Society here in just a little bit. Sounds good, guys. See you soon. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.